and welcome to Plenty of Fish in the Stream, a podcast about romantic comedies on streaming services. I'm Eliza. And I'm Jake. And I always feel like I'm about to forget what comes next whenever I do that intro. (laughs) Well, you did it beautifully. That's how I always felt when I had like monologues too, where I was like, "Just, just get the next word and then the next one and then the next one. Okay, good. Hopefully, if a monologue is well-written enough, it will naturally lead from one sentence to the next yeah. and follow a flow of logic. It, it would follow a flow of logic, usually. It was just a matter of getting all the words in there, <laughs> in the right order. Sure, sure. Um, as she said, she is Eliza, and I am Jake. Correct. And that is the name of the two lead actors in this movie that we're discussing this it's week. It's true. Christmas Inheritance. Uh, uh. on netflix what was the company that produced this motion picture company of america which does most of the like um kind of hallmark equivalent rom-coms on streaming services right yeah they do a lot of them so they they are the production company that handled uh princess switch Mm -hmm. and uh christmas prince did they do the cinderella one that we did last year i don't i'm not sure actually i'm not sure about that one i know they that was a slightly different level of production than the other ones that you've just mentioned. Yeah, no, they do. I know they do Hallmark ones as well. The ones that I was mentioning right there were uh, the, the ones that I know that they did that were Netflix ones. Mm-hmm. Um, and I'm sure they have some stuff going on Hulu too. But I don't know about this. <laughs> <laughs> um, when we sat down to, we were like, so we've been busy, you know, with the baby of it all and what? Christmas shopping and all of these things. We're never busy. So when we were like, okay, you know what? We are going to do at least a few Christmas rom-coms this year yeah. on Plenty of Fish in the Stream. And when we were like, let's let it snow, let it snow. We want to watch Let It Snow. We want to watch Let It Snow. Finally, we got a night to do it. And we were like, what do you want to watch? Let's see what's planned. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, I, I needed something that was like nothing to think about. And so uh, Christmas Inheritance actually was perfect choice for me that night. Yeah, this is actually like one of the things that led to this podcast there is a feeling and we sit down some nights where it's just like a like lower tier rom-com is exactly what we're looking for yes (laughs) and streaming services kind of specialize in lower tier rom-coms or it's one of the areas in which they excel it's they picked up a lot of the slack we've already done this once once they moved out of movie theaters so happy about it and uh and and straight to video once straight to video became not so much a dirty word so much as like ooh straight to streaming like ooh a netflix original ooh you know yeah. like it's gotten a new cachet that it didn't have pre 2010 okay do you want to do a summary oh uh sure okay so eliza who plays a character uh, okay. ellen langford slash ellie london oh yes okay that's right we've got a we've got a we've got a fake identity situation ellen langford is her real name right yes okay so she is the basically heiress although it doesn't really apply in a business sense although kind of sometimes does ivanka anyway sorry um she is the she's the heir apparent to to this company called gifts for it's like hearth hearth and home hearth and home but that i think is an actual thing yeah so like they they're basically like a, a they keep saying a gift company and like, we have no examples of it <laughs> yeah like what exactly Zero. like is it toys not really is it like collectibles I, I assume don't think it's so. like those those ones that you get on the plane where it's like like here's a robe and these oh. like 
sweaters that you put monograms on, but not in like a Land's End way. Gotcha. And okay, so like uh, it's here's a back scratcher and right. a f- fancy teak box. Uh, they probably it talked a little bit more about what the, what the company was once they got to the town. No. Okay. All right. No, you're not. You're not not remembering this. They're just like the gift company. Yeah, and then they're called like Hearth and Home or something like that. Um, but anyway, so she's the heir apparent to it. Her dad is the guy who founded the company with his friend who stayed, his friend stayed in the old hometown. Zeke? Zeke, yes. And Her dad is, her dad uh, is Jim. Jim. Oh, okay, great. Yeah, nailed it. Um, so she, but she's a party girl, right? Like she's yeah. known as like this wild spirit who like... like is she called the party heiress? Something like that, yeah. So the, everything about this movie is very on the nose. Yeah. <laughs> you don't have to extrapolate at all. No. So she's kind of like the Paris Hilton yeah. but vibe. Like, but when we met her, okay, uh, admittedly, she's the party heiress. But when we met her, she was doing gymnastics at a fundraiser. But she was doing gymnastics to raise money for, for the, the fundraiser. Yeah, it was like a side bet kind of thing. Like, yeah. like out of the main event space, there was like this side, well, the side room where the bar is. Mm-hmm. And so some really young, like skateboarder rich dude is like betting her that she can't do these gymnastics things based on her gymnastic history, that she still can't do them. Mm-hmm. Uh, and he keeps upping the ante in terms of how much he'll do- donate to the charity. And it, of course, ends in her having to like vault over a wall of presents and she lands all askance in the Christmas tree. Yeah. And this is like apparently just terrible. Yeah. It's terrible. Like such a blow to the company's bad headlines <laughs> that she was raising money. Well, they didn't do that part. All it was was like her skirt flipping up while she crashed into a Christmas tree. Yeah. I'm sure everybody thought like, oh, here goes the drunk party heiress again. Yeah. Like, so that's what her dad was like. Okay, look. And she's like, I want to prove my dedication to the company, dad. I can do it. I'm not just the party heiress. And he's like, okay. So every year, me and Zeke send a Christmas letter to each other. And we've got this box of Christmas letters. And we hand deliver it to each other. So this year, you can go to my old hometown called like... Ice Falls. Yeah, Snow, snow falls. falls. Yeah. Is it called Snow it Falls? It might be called Snow Falls. It's like supposed to be like some middle America snowy village. Yeah, it's Be- it's Bedford Falls. Yeah, it's a- yeah, that's exactly what it is from It's a Wonderful Life with Jimmy Stewart. <laughs> <laughs> um, but so so she like gets on a bus and he's like, and you can only, you, you got to leave all your credit cards behind. You can't let anybody know that you're the daughter of Jim Langford because... The, the whole town kind of like we're one of the success stories out of this town me and Zeke and Zeke stayed behind but like so nobody can know you're part of the thing like you have to prove that you can go in and just blend in with middle America and she's like okay dad I can do it like I'm leaving all my credit cards behind I'm only going with a hundred bucks because when Jim left snow falls for the big city in New York all he had was a hundo bundo in his in his back pocket you mm-hmm. know Jake is quoting verbatim <laughs> <laughs> no, if anybody had said Hundo Bundo in this movie, I would have thought they were had better capacity for dialogue, right? Yeah, yeah, it would have gone up a star rating right there. Oh guys, before we continue, uh catch a release lies. Uh if you need something mindless, this'll do the trick. So you're a catch? I'd say in general Yeah, I didn't mind it. I'm gonna release it. 
Yeah, I'm like I'm like right between the two, but you know what? It exactly fit the bill of what I was looking for. Well, so they nailed it. I guess I'd catch it. Yeah, you catch, I release. There are plenty of others of these kinds of movies, and I think this one wasn't captivating enough. Like, although we did watch it over two sittings, like we got to like the hour fifteen mark, and it was too late, and we had to go to bed because again, we have a toddler (laughs) but we did go back and finish it maybe it wasn't just about the podcast i was curious kind of how it was going to wrap up so nope still i'd release it there are plenty of these yeah you could find a better one yeah i agree with that too for the record um and also like sometimes the ones that we find on netflix not much on hulu i think the ones that you find on hulu are pretty much straight from the hallmark channel um but some of the ones i'm gonna i'm going back (laughs) I'm, i'm going back i'm releasing it I'm sorry. That's fine. I, I I feel like the ones on Netflix aren't quite as treacly, mm-hmm. you know? They're not, they, they have a little bit more going on sometimes mm-hmm. um, in terms of like conflict or like just a little bit higher stakes. Yeah. And, um, or maybe just in quality of writing too. Yeah. And this time this would easily be slotted into the Hallmark onslaught oh yeah um of of this season yeah um but even though we would both release it i still had a fine time watching it oh yeah like like you said it's, i it, feel like i've already it, covered my ground on that if you're gonna sit on the couch and point your eyes at something you could do worse <laughs> <laughs> you know true story um, the synopsis she gets off the bus almost gets hit by a cab no her clothes get hit by a cab oh yeah yeah sorry there are no stakes in this movie <laughs> yeah at all the luggage rolls into the street that gets hit by a cab yeah which by the way is something that i've seen in the preview for another rom-com that we'll be watching at hey, some point it's in a time cute man <laughs> hitting your somebody's suitcase with a car is apparently a trope that's where it is that's just where romance is born <laughs> Like, like if you just can knock their undergarments out of a that's out of a carry-on. That's it. I think it's a, that's exactly what it is. It's, a, it's an excuse for the male lead to like hold up some negligee and be like, oh, uh, hey, what you doing in town? Uh, <laughs> is this sexual tension? Or like, uh, isn't it a little too cold for this? Uh, like. Which was said multiple times. Yeah, in this movie. about her wardrobe, which she was dressed fine, by the way. Yeah, yeah. Well, I guess she had some... It was never revealing. She just was like, the layers were too thin. Oh, yeah. Fair game. Um, So she gets... So the guy who hits her clothes with the cab uh, is played by Jake something. And his character's name is Jake, too. Collins. Jake Collins is his character? Jake Collins played Jake Lacey. Ah, okay. So Jake Collins, who I You can tell because Jake Collins sounds like a person and Jake Lacey (laughs) sounds like a character. Sure. He's Kirk. Kirk? He is to... Snow falls as Kirk is to <gasps> Stars Hollow. You're right. He does everything. Yeah. He is the taxi driver. He is the innkeeper. He is the artist in residence. Yeah. He is the. He's got like five jobs. He's the charity guy mm-hmm. who has to come up with. Well, all that the makes things. him sound more like Luke. Yeah. No, but he is the. He's he's the Kirk meets Luke. Yeah. Of this in Gilmore Girls terms. Um. <laughs> that makes him sound more appealing than he is. But, okay, so, like, here's the thing about Jake uh, Collins. Jake Lacey. No, well, do you want to talk? Are you talking, talking oh, about the actor. Okay, yes, Collins. Collins. So here's the thing about Jake Collins is he is fine. He's a fine 
actor. I like him usually. Like, I, I really th- liked him in The Office. The Office is where he's the best. Yes. The Office is where he's the best. He plays a character in the later seasons of The Office. He's also the main romantic interest in the movie Obvious Child mm-hmm. with... Mona Lisa. Mona Lisa. Yeah, Jean-Ralphio's sister from Parks and Rec. I definitely know her real name, and I definitely am not going to think of it. Jenny Slate. You got Jenny it. Slate. Um, which looked like a straight-up romantic comedy, but it's a little more like indie drama. Um, but I enjoyed it, and he was fine in it. And in, in the um, Love the Connors, or Meet the Connors. Yeah. Whatever the Christmas movie is with the Connors in the title. My mom loves it. Mm-hmm. Anyway, I, that was an Coopers? enjoyable... Coopers? Love Co- the Coopers. Anyway, it doesn't <laughs> matter. He plays the guy who is a military dude uh, who meets Olivia Wilde, and they have a very contentious political romance, like uh, opposite sides of the political divide romance in it, which was good. I like that movie too. But again, he is to acting what white bread... <laughs> is to bread okay wow (laughs) wow i just feel like he's mr white bread okay no he's very yeah sure and especially in this movie in christmas inheritance and this movie he's wonder bread in this movie he's bunny bread we talked about characters like part way through and i realized that like a lot of the things that i liked about ellen langford i was kind of extrapolating and bringing to that character as opposed Mm. to her bringing them to me um and i think you were responding to her the way i was responding to him which is like he feels like the result of like an algorithm Mm -hmm. you know he's they're like let's put these things together and we put there's a, a female character here and then a male character here so well if she's the party girl we need, we need the opposite of the party girl for her to bounce Which, off of and again like he's, it's like the doc hollywood formula he's right? like he's a bad luke <laughs> he's a he's the skim milk version of luke yeah Danes. he's the he's the grocery store brand luke danes he's like, the froyo version oh of luke sh- danes shoot you guys she just brought out froyo spoiler like alert Fro-Yo. eliza does not like froyo just eat ice cream <laughs> there it is there it is sorry he <laughs> had to play the small town nice guy he's not nice Wait, well no he is he's nice to his aunt and a homeless guy no I, well yeah but he's also nice to her like at every turn he's like yeah okay here's the room he's like a little like oh, you new yorkers and you're stuck up in this but like he delivers her from the hotel to the restaurant he's like a nice guy at every turn until he finds out that she's been lying to him in the most benign fashion yeah ever and then he's like oh you lied to me party heiress upend this table <laughs> table flip yeah it's an easier way of saying it's like, it oh you think you're so much better than me oh oh I, i'm not convinced he's nice to her i think he's nice enough i mean he's yeah oh not for like a romantic com- boy let's raise this bar shall we <laughs> Dude, I've been looking at Twitter a lot. He's a nice guy. <laughs> <laughs> again, again, I think we can do better than this. Um, yeah, I mean, and like compared to like the relationship, she has this uh, fiance in New York and their relationship is never established in any. We never get to see them 
be good together. No, no, no. Exactly. Like they are. They're always neutral or toxic. It, it's one of those romantic comedies that that where you have the established relationship that she obviously has to get out of. But in this case, like they're. They, they make no sense together ever. No. Every conversation they have is adversarial. Yeah. And or like he's talking down to her the entire time. And I know those relationships exist. But like, why would she be with him if that's the way he treats her? I mean, she, her dad's nice to her, right? I mean, like, it's not like she has daddy issues. I guess. So I guess if we, if we meet them way more than halfway, like they partied together. Okay. Well, yeah, but he but also is not like a party guy. we didn't even see them guy. party together no, because he's not a party guy. they were in different rooms at the party. Yeah, he's he's just he's a financial sector d bag. That's what he is. And he's like, this doesn't make any sense. So like, why are you going to do this? Like, why don't you just like <laughs> traditions? Traditions are for putzes. Yeah, traditions, traditions. <laughs> <laughs> I don't understand why you like this company that you're doing all this work for. Yeah. And just, let's go to a party. Why don't you go to a party while I make money? Like, that's what they're like. Yeah. And then he, like, chases her all the way to Snow Falls halfway through this movie. To, oh, because they have they're tickets to, to, to Hawaii. To yeah. yeah. Which. <laughs> you want to go to Hawaii? I want to go to Hawaii. Yeah. I love Hawaii. Yeah. And it's, uh, but at least. So. At least it's not snowing here. One point for the Christmas inheritance. Hawaii. Valid a pro- a destination. Pro- a promised trip to Hawaii is a great <laughs> late second act ticking clock for her to work against. Yeah. Um, but. Oh. Oh. Yeah. Have we finished the synopsis? Yeah, essentially. Yeah. Like, she just has to learn to be a better person and not fall, or fall in love with Jake instead of financial D-bag. I don't remember his character's name. I have a beef with this story, which is one of Greg. the... Gray, gray. Gray. We should have been able to remember that. Oh, yeah. Anyway. I guess that speaks to the character. I have a beef with this story. And it is that when she is sent to Snow Falls, she is sent with $100 because that's what Jim had in his pocket when they started the company. They started the company, well, the earliest letter that I saw a date on was 1981. She ran out of $100 in a day which, like, if you have to feed yourself and pay for transportation, understandable. And a place to stay. And a like, place to stay. immediately she had to, like, stay at the inn that Zeke managed and pay for it. Yeah, okay, so, like... <laughs> when she gets there, Zeke's not there, by the way. 80 bucks a night at this, like, inn that's in a smallish town. I think that's a, a reasonable Absolutely. Amount. Bus ticket from New York to Middle America? That was provided. Oh, okay. Her dad bought her the bus ticket. Okay. And, um... Okay, so then dinner, uh, 15 bucks for dinner, and she's got $5 in her pocket, and then she also had a taxi ride. So, like, she's down. She's out. She's got no money. Yeah. So $100 in 1981 <laughs> is different than $100. Do you have the conversion? Did in, you do I it? I do. I did. Okay, nice. I did. In, um, I went for 2018, and then I found out it was, pr- it was made in 2017. But it's, like... Two bucks difference. Um, So in 1981, $100 was $100. In 2018, the equivalent is $269.66. The cumulative rate of inflation was 169.7%. So I understand it's cute to send her with 100 bucks, but if you're actually like trying to send her with the appropriate amount of money, it's $269, which would have lasted her 
a little bit longer. Although that might have been part, that's true, but it might have been part of his plan because at the end of it, so like when she gets to the hotel, she finds out that Zeke is not there. there. Like he's He's like, ghosted. Yeah, he's like, oh, maybe he went off fishing or whatever. Like sometimes he goes away and does his thing. So now she's. Which he's, they, they do this Christmas letter annually yeah at the same time right so and so this year he was like screw my friend yeah it sounds like a real dick move like uh, he's not there when his buddy was gonna get there and so now she has to stay multiple days so i think this was part of jim langford's plan we found out at the end that it is like yeah. zeke took off and doesn't show up again until like santa is revealed at the big charity function which she wasn't supposed to be at in the first place well no but then she was right like she was supposed to make yeah. the choice to stay like had she just if the bus ticket was provided and she went to the hotel to deliver the letters got back on the round trip bus 100 bucks would have been fine this is all fine but it was not well established but that was her test so i'm coming to the movie's defense on this one i'm not saying that it needs to be explicit in a conversation with her but it could still be made very clear to the audience and it was not no that's true so like when she gets there and she runs out of money immediately then she has to without telling her father to send her money or whatever or even let her know let him know that she has run out of money she's got to find a way to keep staying at the hotel she's got to find out a way to pick up jobs while she's in town and that helps her relate to the community which is obviously her father's plan do you think if there was an earlier scene where jim like pulled the his assistant aside and was like look um so when she when she calls asking for money tell her i'm not here or how something. about a phone call between jim and zeke i think i think the zeke thing at the end is supposed to be a surprise to us the audience okay you know i don't like i i wonder if like us knowing that part of her test is her having to find jobs would would benefit the movie at all and i'm not sure it would i like okay i like the idea of a scene early on where he's on a phone call maybe to zeke but we don't get to hear Zeke's end of it. And maybe it's the tail end of the phone call. And he says something like, she needs to choose to stay. And then his like assistant comes in and is like, excuse me, I'm Mr. Langford. <laughs> <laughs> I have some important documents for you. You know, like, I think that's, there you go. We've done it. And we've added approximately five seconds to this movie. And then you know what the actual goal is? Yeah. Okay, uh, well, sure. I would. There's a couple things that I'm curious about. If he says that, then, then what we want for her is a complete Groundhog's Day switch. You know, mm-hmm. like she needs to choose to stay through Christmas, because that's like an sure. end game. She wants to be part of the company. Yeah, like she can't stay in Bedford in Snow Falls and like run the company. No. So, like, if it was, like, she needs to, she needs to, I guess what he really wants her to do is connect with the town in a meaningful way. Mm -hmm. She doesn't have to fall in love with Jake Lloyd. No, that's the little boy in Star Wars Episode (laughs) 1. Jake Collins. Lacey? Jake Lacey. She doesn't need to fall in love with Jake Lacey. What she needs to do is connect enough with the town to, I guess help them with their i guess he needs i guess what she really needs to do is show enough loyalty to her dad to stay there until zeke comes back and that's the entire test yeah and i mean she does like 50 times that isn't involved with the santa thing like every conversation with gray is like this is important to me why don't you understand that this is important to me yeah that's her every 
conversation with Gray. Yeah. Every conversation. Yeah. So Jake and her kind of get closer over the fact that she he he gives money to a homeless guy and she won't give money to a homeless guy at the start. That and she's was... like, yeah, yeah, not the best. And then, but he's like, and then so and then they make a real clunky argument about charity and like um, what, whether giving to the homeless is encouraging their behavior and not seek, having them seek out work or whatever. It shows two different points of view. Small, it shows two different points of view, and it does not actually get. There's no well, substance. Well, the, the only point of that then is that when the town is getting a blizzard and power's out on one side of town, they have to start getting everybody into homes and the, the inn has to take in way more people than it can hold. And she thinks to go out and get the guy off the street. Yeah. That entire early thing leads to her. Yes. This is her first point of growth in his eyes. Yeah. And then I guess the other good influence on her time in town is this Andy McDowell character who runs a diner mm-hmm. and teaches her to bake. Her dad's ex-girlfriend from like high school. Yeah, before he met her mom. And yeah. she wants to be a singer. Andy McDowell does. Mm-hmm. And she's also, I mean, best known as, is it still raining? I hadn't noticed. <laughs> <laughs> in Four Weddings at a Funeral. Yes. The main love interest there. Although in that movie, I still would argue the friend, Fiona, or no, is it Fiona? Anyway, his friend in the hats would be a better match for him than Annie McDowell. It's been too long since I've seen that, too. It has been a long time. I still would like to do an episode on that one. I'm totally down. Um, and then I'll be able to actively participate in this conversation, too. <laughs> Apologies. So, so yeah. So, Annie McDowell's teaching her to bake. Uh, Jake is teaching her to feel things for small town people and the homeless. And then... Um, the whole thing comes together about like he he for some reason accepted the job of collecting things from local businesses to have people bid on a charity auction when Santa's there on Christmas Eve. The infrastructure of this town confuses me so much. Yeah. It confuses me so much. It's presented to us as if it's this tiny little one main street town. Yeah. Um, but like it has an Apple store and it has the infrastructure of like <laughs> shelters for this blizzard. And I'm like, but no, it doesn't have shelters. Like they no, were going they into people's homes and stuff. They mentioned that the shelters were full and these were overflow. Oh really? Okay. And so I'm very confused about this town. So were the people who were writing this movie. <laughs> yes, apparently. But I will say this about, um, the production of Christmas inheritance very well put together. Like there were a lot of extras in all of the Oh, that's true. all of the busy scenes. Yeah. There were a lot of locations. Mm-hmm. Um they put money into this thing. Barely Not in into the, the right cast. Places. Right, sure, but like but they had their marketplace, right? Yeah. As long as they've got a blonde lead <laughs> That's not fair. They're not all blondes. Oh, but one thing I do want to say about Eliza Ellie Langford. Yes. The one thing that I that really stuck out to me is that at a certain point when she started to feel things like an actual human being, like when her character came around and she started making more like truly sad pout faces, exactly <laughs> like an 80s Madonna. She looked exactly she like Madonna look, in the 80s. Yes, it's it, it was uncanny. Um, <laughs> this is what I was initially, this is how I read her. I read her as, yes, a rich girl who likes to party, but also like the morning after this party where she made headlines like she was at work she was preparing for a meeting she was fully there ready she had ideas to pitch yeah, to she her was father pitching their ideas. That's true. and she was like i want to prove my commitment i 
am sorry that I created this headline that has such a negative impact on the company that I care about. How can I make this up? And I was like, okay. Like, she's a go-getter. Yeah, yeah. She's committed, and she wasn't, That's like... That's true. She wasn't faffing about. No, all you, all of this that you say is true. That's 100% true. And she, like, immediately she gets on the bus. My problem is with the writing, not yes. with the performance. No, the, the, the writing was terrible. <laughs> like She was, like, trying to call an attendant on the bus. And yeah, she's, like, she's like, I would really like a glass of wine. Yeah, where's the where's the attendant button that I can push to get the thing to, like... And she, they play, a, a lot I, of these movies do this. They play the rich as morons. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> like, someone who's had money and privilege their whole lives has no idea how a bus works. Yeah. You know? I definitely expected her, the person on the bus, to come back later in the movie. Uh, did I you? just realized that she was she a good, did. like, grandma character. She was like, oh, that doesn't happen on, never ridden a bus before, huh, dear? Like, that kind of thing. <laughs> Except she was, like, 35. And not judgmental. Mm-hmm. Like, it was, like, her first introduction to kind-hearted Midwestern folk. Everything in this movie is so cliche. So The treatment cliche. of the rich as morons, which I know they're not all morons, but, like, we, we all hate the rich now, right? I mean, that's just part of American life. Uh, okay. <laughs> Sounds good. I mean, I've been on Twitter a lot lately, right? I mean, that's... <laughs> Honey, I think maybe you need to step away from Twitter a little bit. <laughs> you think so? I probably could use a nice, like, refreshing soul break from Twitter. Yeah. Formula. This thing is so, like, oh. Yeah. It's plug and play and with nothing to say. It's yeah. plug and play with nothing to say. And I love, like, I love tropes. Yeah. I like, like, being able to read where the story is going to go. Like, yeah. I, I don't, don't mind, mind that usually. Formulas, tropes, of whatever. Just, like, do some work. My. Do a little, take a page <laughs> out of Ellie Langford's book and do a little bit of work. <laughs> Show up on time. And be prepared. Some, some ideas. Like uh, my problem always comes down to my biggest problem. Usually comes down to dialogue, and the dialogue in this movie was so trite, atrocious. It was just, it was just pat, cliche dialogue. Yeah. And so, like, I feel like not only were they not showing me anything I hadn't seen before, I wasn't hearing anything worth hearing. Absolutely, absolutely the truth. So that was the thing, and and so, but it still checked all the boxes, like it checked all of the Christmas story, like class warfare like fish out of water boxes yeah it clicked all those things just with nothing new to give us yeah that's it i don't even need no i just need it to be done up to a standard all right kiss what okay do we do yeah for kisses? so so here here are the talking points the plenty of fish in the stream talking points other than catch a release a few questions one Rate the first kiss, last kiss. There's only one. There's only one, and it's, it's terrible. It's just not memorable. It's not I don't terrible. Even, I don't it's, even remember it happening. I, I, I rem- Did I, it? I, I Was be- it on screen? I don't know. I better remember them about to kiss when he's showing her his ice sculptures in the middle of the forest. But they weren't even. They were, like, standing, like, six feet away from yeah, each other. Yeah, but they other. slightly leaned toward each other. <laughs> there was no... Yeah. So, rate it terrible. On uh, a scale of um, cold fish... To um, hot fish. <laughs> from, okay, so from sushi to to uh, hot fish. <laughs> I would give this sushi. I think that's too good. A score. <laughs> oh, really? You're gonna give this? I'm gonna give this lutefisk. 
Oh, shoot, man. All right. Wow. Okay. Whew, this movie's or, really taken a beating. Yeah. Okay. Uh, next question. Is there a better romantic interest in the movie than the one that they picked? Ooh, you like, know what would have been interesting? What? Her and Andy McDowell. Oh, sure. Oh, yeah, yeah. Like a, like a kind of a May-September romance. Or like, uh, you know, like you think you're going for the innkeeper, but then here's a quick pull out the rug from underneath your feet, go for the guy who... Or... She dated her, her dad. Oh. <laughs> I mean, that's like... Yeah, that'd be a little weird. Yeah, all right. Um, maybe the homeless guy? Mm-hmm. Or it's, the... It certainly wasn't Gray. The... Gray was not a better person for her. police? Oh, the sheriff. Yeah, sheriff? the deputy, the deputy. I'm, um, now I'm like really plumbing the depths for characters Maybe here. one of the ice sculptures. I know, the ice could sculptures. Have been, could have really complicated things if she went for Zeke. Uh, might have had more chemistry with one of the ice sculptures. Oh, zing, Okay, damn. We're, we're, we're getting, okay. Okay, so maybe not. Certainly not, not the colonel. Not in the way it's written. None of the regulars. Ooh, the mom. The single mom who shares her room. Oh. That would have been good. Yeah. I mean, the kids were really taking to her. It's true. She wasn't single. Oh. Her husband is deployed. Oh, that's right. He's deployed. Yeah. Ooh, that would have complicated things, too. <laughs> All right. So, I guess not. No. Not 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 as it was written. Okay. So, like, when they had to take a bunch of people in, um, Ellen, Ellie. Ellen? It's both. Okay. She gets called both. Like, oh, even yeah, her... when she is Ellen, people call her Ellie all the yeah, time. Yeah, because Ellie is her, like, Nickname. stage name. Yeah. Yeah, her fake name. Um, she has to take a, a, a mother and her two children into her room, and that's when she learns to care about children. <laughs> right? She holds the baby and... I guess. And gives the kid a teddy bear. I, I'm just not convinced that she didn't care before that, but, yeah, anyways. Okay. And I, then the... Uh, what plot points or things would we have changed? We did that. Just put different dialogue in their mouths, and I bet we're in a better place. Yeah. Um, better title? Christmas Inheritance. Yeah, I guess Christmas CEO doesn't sound quite Not, as... not quite. <laughs> Letter, don't, don't, don't shoot the messenger at Christmas. Um, <laughs> there's no bad ideas in brainstorming. Um, Chris, the Christmas letters is actually a pretty good Christmas title. Christmas letters. Party heiress for Christmas. Yeah. Yeah. Ooh, I would like party heiress Christmas a lot more. Ooh, that I got a better movie. Like I'm gonna, <laughs> that's a good movie. Um, and then the last question: tissue count? Zero. Zero. No. Unless tissues. I had allergies or colds. <laughs> yeah. If you watch this movie during allergy season, you'll have a better shot of a tissue count. Yeah. Um, and that's Christmas Inheritance. That's Christmas Inheritance. I hope you guys have a very Merry Christmas. Merry Christmas, guys. Happy Hanukkah. Happy, Happy holidays. Kwanzaa. Happy holidays. <laughs> Ooh, the solstice is gone. The days are getting longer. Are they really? <gasps> yes. That is such good news. Yeah. And may there be no snow. Uh, Uh-oh. Some snow. Oh, no. Oh, <laughs> no.